This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, May 28th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Stabenow, deep dive needed on livestock markets. USDA nominee deflects CCC questions. And could China hit its phase one pledge? Ag committee leaders agree. Livestock markets need scrutiny. Lawmakers are going to be looking into concerns that meat packers are using their market power to drive down prices paid to producers. The issue was front and center at the Senate Agriculture Committee's confirmation hearing yesterday for USDA General Counsel nominee Jamie Sims Hip. Several GOP senators led by the committee's ranking member John Bozeman brought up the pricing issue. Bozeman said it was time for a hearing, and Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow, the Michigan Democrat, said she agreed that the committee needs to understand, quote, what's been happening with the supply chain in the livestock industry and to look for solutions. Stabenow told AgriPulse after the hearing that many committee members have serious concerns, and so we want to do a deep dive on this. Keep in mind, Holding a hearing is one thing, enacting new restrictions on packers is another. Congress is a long way from doing that. Probably speaking for many lawmakers, Senator Roger Marshall, the Kansas Republican, told Hip, quote, My phone is blowing up with this issue. CCC questions will have to wait for Bonnie. Hip had no trouble in her confirmation hearing, which only lasted about an hour. The only questions she really dodged were over Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack's illegal authority to use the Commodity Credit Corporation to buy carbon credits. But that was also the only issue where Republicans tried to pin her down on her legal opinion. Next up in the confirmation process is likely to be Robert Bonney, the USDA climate advisor, picked as Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation. It'll be harder for Bonnie to deflect questions about the carbon bank in CCC. The last thing he can say is that he hasn't thought about the issue when he's written reports promoting the concept. By the way, no hearing for Bonnie has been scheduled. Stabenow told AgriPulse she's still waiting for his paperwork to be completed. She says it's possible HIP's nomination will be approved by unanimous consent. Could China actually meet its Phase 1 pledge? So far this year, China's U.S. ag exports remain 22% behind the pace needed to make good on its commitments under the Phase 1 agreement with the Trump administration, that according to an analysis by the American Farm Bureau Federation. But China is making up ground. April was the first month where China actually exceeded the amount of import pace needed to comply with the deal. China imported $2.2 billion worth of U.S. ag commodities in April. Given what we've seen thus far in 2021 in terms of sizable purchase commitments of new crop commodities expected to ship in the latter months of 2021 and the current commodity prices, there is a real chance that the 2021 Phase 1 commitment level might be reached, the analysis says. And by the way, China's commitment for 2021 is $40.4 billion. January to April sales totaled just over $10 billion. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak 
after this. Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. USDA reports another strong week for China corn sales. The latest weekly data out of the Foreign Agriculture Service shows particularly strong corn and pork sales to China. During the week of May 14th to 20th, China committed to purchases of 5.644 million metric tons of U.S. corn for 21-22 delivery. China bought a much smaller amount of old crop corn, 168,000 tons during the seven-day period, but U.S. shipments were substantial at 847,000 tons. Now take note, the weekly data also showed very strong U.S. pork sales and exports to Mexico and China. The U.S. sold a whopping 21,800 tons and shipped 16,800 tons of pork to Mexican buyers. Chinese customers purchased 9,600 tons of U.S. pork. U.S. exporters shipped 13,500 tons to the Chinese. Senate Republicans sweeten funding in the latest infrastructure proposal. Funding for roads and bridges, ports and waterways and rail among areas that saw a boost in Senate Republicans' latest $928 billion infrastructure proposal. Roads and bridges would get $207 billion more compared to the proposal offered in April. Ports and waterways would get $22 billion instead of $17 billion, and rail would get a $26 billion increase. While the overall proposal is a $328 billion increase over their original $600 billion offer, President Joe Biden's latest proposition is $1.7 trillion. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said the administration was encouraged by the increase, but is still concerned that the plan to pay for the proposal is unclear. Tough week for Roundup, but what does it mean? Bayer's announcement that it may get out of the Roundup lawn and garden business isn't too worrisome for the ag sector, given that the company has pledged to continue making the herbicide available to farmers. But the precedent set by the federal judge's rejection this week of a settlement to deal with future claims of harm from the widely used chemical has the National Association of Wheat Growers CEO Chandler Gould seeing red. It's unfortunate to see that our legal system does not take science into consideration, Gould said. The proposed settlement, quote, would have been the most efficient way to bring closure to this action. Ag consultant Jay Vroom, the longtime head of CropLife America, said he wouldn't be concerned about Bayer leaving the residential market because there are dozens of other manufacturers and suppliers of the chemical. On the other hand, the Environmental Working Group, a group that has long criticized the herbicide, said stopping residential use would be a positive step, but they call for a complete halt to all uses. EPA recently defended glyphosate safety at a brief Filed in federal appeals court. 
Here's today's She Said It. Farmers need markets. They need clarity. They need security so that they can keep facing the challenges that they face every day to feed us. That USDA General Counsel nominee, Janie Sims, hip on the most important thing she has learned during her career in ag law. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, May 28th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.